This episode is sponsored by Visual Media. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? Then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high-quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop Resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. What's going on, everyone? This is another episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, and I am here with Demelza Lawless. Uh, before we even get started, badass last name. I love it. <laughs> I am here thank for you. it. well thank you thank you for having me Erin so happy to be here absolutely absolutely so go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so I um I'm originally from Australia let me get that just straight out there I am originally from Australia and that's why you hear the accent um or at least traces of it um but I do live um just outside of New York City um in the Hudson Valley and I've been in the U.S. now for over 13 years and it's it's been a ride it's been a ride I um started off in human resources so worked in corporate America for a good chunk of time um then decided to leave and at that point in time you know there was no words to describe what I was feeling but now when I look back on it with all the new words we've accumulated through um, culture and time um, I do recognize it as perhaps a little bit of burnout (laughs) Mm. Um, because what I ended up doing was I did a complete 180 in terms of um, career where I stepped out from that professional corporate America role and went into a um, more service-based. So I went into a service-based industry. I became an esthetician. So I did facials and waxing. Um, And I did that for a little while. I ended up opening my own studio um, mm -hmm, because I realized what I wanted the most was control over my schedule Mm, my time yes (laughs) my time was so important to me um but you know we everyone gets older I am no different and you know the back-to-back appointments were getting like we're taking a physical toll on my body now so I decided to kind of pivot again and uh go back a little bit into my HR background, but take some of that entrepreneurial um, things that I learned and the fact that I still value my time. So now I am a feminist career coach for ambitious women of color. I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, What made you want to show up for that particular group? Oh, so interesting, right? So (laughs) I myself, so um, I'm Asian. Um, I, my, 
mother is Chinese Malaysian. My father is from Singapore. Um, they migrated. I was born in Singapore myself, and we migrated to Australia when I was two. And it's just, I remember working with my own coach, and I'm like, I really want to work with like women of color, people who come from immigrant families who have these extra layers to deal with mm -hmm. when it comes to culture and tradition and honoring like a whole set of additional family values and still operate and function and you know create my own opinions based on this western society that i live in and grow up in and grew up in so that's why i targeted women of color because we are ambitious it's it's in our dna um it's just we're so much more quieter about it um i from my own personal experience and just watching my cousins and my aunts and even my mother, you know, go through their careers, we kind of almost also try and figure it all out ourselves because there's a lot of shame and guilt and this whole like we have to do, we have to execute this perfectly. So yeah. there's a lot more hiding because there's there's this internal battle of no you know this this western culture that i'm in is telling me to girls rock kick butt you know go out there make a statement whereas you know the my asian side of me is like let's turn it down a bit yeah let's not bring too much attention to ourselves let's just let's just work hard and 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 hope that that will reward you yeah and how has that been for you personally how have you been able to find that balance and how do you mm -hmm. help your clients find that balance within mm -hmm. themselves so that's such an interesting question because unfortunately for me it took a major life event for me to wake up gotcha. um in 2012, when I was 28 years old, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer. Okay. And of course, the universe was telling me something because we were trying to also start a family. Yeah. Um, and so all this kind of happened and it got to this point where, you know, being diagnosed with cancer, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to have a family in um, the way I thought I would, yeah. you know, 28 years of this is how you're going to give birth and have your family, <laughs> like got all thrown out the window. So I had this major life event happen that then made me realize I'm actually not happy at work. Like, I'm, I don't like spending my time in this type of environment anymore. Um, you know, there's got to be something different. And, and it was almost like my ambition shifted gears. It was no longer about my career. It was like, no, how do I want to spend my time? Yes. And so that 
is my story. And the way I serve my clients is that I don't want people to have to hit rock bottom to listen to that call, to listen to that inner voice that's been like, there's something else out there or we should be doing something differently. Um, because we've all got those whispers, yeah. you know, we've all got that inner voice. It, it's, it's whispering to us, you know, I was just very good at ignoring it. Like I think most people are. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I had to have this major, essentially life and death experience yeah. where I woke up and started listening to it more. Yeah. So the way I serve my clients is let's not get you to that point of rock bottom. Of course, let's yeah. start figuring out how to honor that voice that's whispering to you, but still navigating all the obstacles that we have as socialized women, as women of color, as daughters or granddaughters of immigrants. Like let's let's start honoring what's deep within us mm-hmm. in a way that still feels good and respectful for everything else. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. I, I feel like that had to be such a, um, a t- tightrope to walk on to try to balance that. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I want to show up fully for myself. Um, does that mean that I need to sacrifice some of these other characteristics mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. So I'm so glad you were able to find that balance and then mm-hmm. and then share your experience and share your knowledge with other people so they can also find their balance without mm-hmm. hitting that rock bottom. Um, yeah. It's very, very uh, insightful. And I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you were able to see that as like an opportunity, you know, you mm-hmm. took that, that, you know, that, that lesson, that experience, and you turned it into something that you can now have a teachable moment over and over again Mm -hmm. uh, with people who really, really benefit from Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm this close to losing. (laughs) I'm this close to losing. I'm right here. Uh Uh Help me, please. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so interesting is that I'm going to go out on a limb and offer that all of us, we already know the answers. We already know how to, how to do it, why we should do it. Um, Like all the questions that you think you have, you already know those answers. It's the other things Mm-hmm. that holds you back from it yeah. it's the well what would my parents think mm-hmm. um what's what are my friends gonna think like oh that's not what we should be doing you know um it's not what a woman or a girl like me at my age should be doing it's it it's not what a person like me, the way I look should be doing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
because there are just so many stereotypes out there that we're just taught from such a young age. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, I remember being at a restaurant in Jacksonville um, and it was a Vietnamese restaurant and we were paying the bill and I was struggling to figure out what, how to like add the tip. Uh-huh. And they had this teenager working there and he was like, you're Asian, you're good at math. And I'm like, actually, I failed math in high school. (laughs) I'm actually better at English. (laughs) He said that out of his mouth? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But it was just one of those things where it was just like, yeah, you know, he wasn't saying anything that I didn't believe either. It just so happened that he was young enough and brazen enough to just make that comment, you know, or maybe he had the insight and knew that uh, he read the situation well and that I wasn't going to get offended. But it wasn't a thought that I didn't have, you know, um, at all. And, you know, you can imagine, so going from this corporate human resources role to then shifting gears into this service-based esthetician role, my family had questions. I bet. Well, like, what was what was <laughs> some of the things? Because I can only, I, my imagination can run a million different ways. Oh, yeah. So I would like to hear from you. What are some of the, the concerns? Because I'm sure there were questions, mm-hmm. concerns, um, uh, labeled as questions um, yeah. about, you know, you taking, yeah. taking that turn, taking that shift. Yeah. And I should add that when I did this pivot, I was like 31. I was like, I think maybe like, actually maybe even 33, like my like low thirties. So <laughs> Definitely an adult. Yeah. Um, At at that point, I also had a two-year-old or we, yeah, I also had a two-year-old. So definitely a capable adult. Yeah, I'm like, ah, what is happening here? (laughs) But yeah, so there was just a lot of polite confusion around why I was doing this, why I would step away from a guaranteed good salary Mm -hmm. um, to do something that they didn't even know existed. Like, I think at one point my mom was like, well, I guess this makes sense because you were kind of always interested in like beauty, but I didn't realize like, you got facials or we're into it that much, you know? And the only reason why I think I was able to navigate those conversations was, I'm not going to lie, one was because of distance. I was here in New York, they were in Australia, so I didn't have to have these conversations face-to-face and every day. But also, too, I was able to really lean into the fact that, well, I have a two-year-old now and I want to be able to take him to school mm-hmm. and pick him up. I, I wanted the flexible schedule because, you know, um, 
my partner couldn't do it because yeah. he's the one that had the full-time job and you know he, well he's got the benefits so you know it just makes more sense you know so it was almost like even in that realm when I think back to those conversations I leaned heavily into the logic of it mm. as opposed to nah this is how I want to spend my time I don't want to think anymore I don't want to have to tell people that they need to wear deodorant like I don't want to have these small conversations like you know I'm a mother of a toddler now I don't want to be mothering like grown adults yeah. um you know I just didn't like the work like it's very interesting that I just didn't lean into like the true reasons why I was doing it, I leaned more heavily into the logic. Hey, 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 if you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. you'd have and I think anyone um first first and foremost shout out to you for being a rock star and taking that taking that shift you know <laughs> there's so many people out there who are just continuing continuing day after day with biting the bullet mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. the the stuff that they don't like to do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. being in a role at work in their careers that they don't mm-hmm. not enjoying right mm-hmm. So shout out to you for saying, you know what, are you the first person in your family to do something like that? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Shout out to you because you just opened the door for other people coming up after you to say, Mm -hmm. Hey, I Mm -hmm. can, I can make this Mm -hmm. shit. I don't have to, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to really quick give you your flowers because that takes a lot of courage and and boldness to to really show up and the fact that you were able to lean on a logical side of it so Mm -hmm. it makes more sense because I think that would that's easier to explain yes opposed to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well I I feel or like your feelings Mm -hmm. or what Mm -hmm. you're called Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. sometimes our parents don't they don't take to that because they they didn't have that as a, as an option kind of, right. You know, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to uh, shout out, I just want to give you some flowers <laughs> because you really navigated that in such a way mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. really, really opened it up and made it, made it, uh, uh, attainable for you and mm-hmm. kind of made it make a little more mm-hmm. sense to your parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, a hundred percent. But it's so interesting because the difference between that first conversation mm. at that first pivot versus the second conversation I had about this second pivot mm-hmm. where I didn't actually lean on logic a ton. Like so I wasn't relying that. on yeah. logic. I actually just explained, I don't want to be doing this. Like I physically like can't sustain it, but more importantly, 
the the way we work has changed right now where it is more acceptable to have zoom meetings so why not tap into that part of my skill set and take advantage of where we are right now and to be honest it that just aligns so much better with what i want and what i want is the freedom and flexibility to um make my schedule the way I want to make it. Mm-hmm. And how was um, that conversation? How did that go over? I mean, I think at that point, it was almost like just resignation. Like, she's just going to do it. <laughs> 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 like, at, at that point, it was like, she she's made a change before and she survived it. They survived it. Mm-hmm. She's making another change it'll work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you, know? you, do you think your parents ever like had the conversation amongst themselves? Like, wow, we raised such a, a go-getter. Um, it's so interesting. You asked that, right? Because I think in, if they were born and bred Americans or born and bred Australians, I would say, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, they would, but because they're not, they weren't born or bred in the Australian culture or the American culture and that they are immigrants, you know, from Southeast Asia. I think it, I can't say confidently that I think they've had that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it, 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 like you said, it has a lot to do with culture, mm-hmm. a lot to do mm-hmm. with culture. Um, whereas, you know, things are, are, things are a lot different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And even, even when I think about, you know, my, my dad, um, when he was alive and what my mom was doing and, and like how they worked that one job for mm-hmm. 50 years and, mm-hmm. you know, how, and I think about some of the stuff that I know they had to go through mm-hmm. and how now we're in a space where it's like, I don't like that. So I'm going to go over here. I, mm-hmm. and, and we're, su- we're in a, a mm-hmm. time of, a, like, of entrepreneurship Mm-hmm. that that's really uh, where it's just such a new space mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we we tend to be very very cautious like the older mm-hmm. generations our parents mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. things that are uncertain uncertain and mm-hmm. entrepreneurship I was talking to my brother uh last night and I was just like listen you know some some weeks you make three hundred dollars. Some week you make mm-hmm. you know three thousand mm-hmm. dollars, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. It's such a, a up and down. Like you never yes. truly know mm-hmm. unless you're like mm-hmm. have fifteen mm-hmm. million businesses mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it comes from like even the security, the financial um, stability mm-hmm. part of it as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. They're just worried parents. Yeah, and I think also it comes from. Part of it is also generational too, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. they they've experienced certain like generational phenomenons um, that have 
you know, dictated how they feel, you know, you need stability. Stability is the number one thing, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm a millennial. So as a millennial, I've seen an industrial revolution going from analog to digital. I've seen a war. I've seen multiple wars. I've seen multiple recessions. Like the amount of generational events that have happened within our t- like time is just unheard of. Yeah. So for me, I'm just like, well, I I came through that fine, you mm-hmm. know. I mean. I guess I can go through this again. Like it's, so, <laughs> it, it just feels so different where it's like, well, stability is not even a given. Yeah. It, it really know? isn't when you think about it. It's like, <laughs> ha, <what>? <laughs> it's not, it is yeah. not as it's, uh, there are some, and there's always stipulations and rules around it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yes, stability is, I mean, we've, we've lived through, uh, I think about like the younger generation now, they grew up with cell phones. I didn't grow up mm-hmm. with a cell, cell, yeah. cell phone. Mm-hmm. They didn't become really, really popular until mm-hmm. I was in high school. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I still had, I still remember getting the discs in the mail yeah. that yeah. you put in your computer so you yeah. can get online, you yeah. know, and then making that yeah. weird noise. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dial-up tone, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I still remember having to go to a to the library. Yep, go into like the reference area where they had all those reference books mm-hmm. that you couldn't check out, but it had all the information you needed. So spending copious amounts of time and money on the photocopier, just like photocopying <laughs> the chapters I needed Absolutely. to then like sit there in the library and highlight and go through everything you know so it's it's such an interesting like time where yeah so it's not just like the culture but it's also like generational things that that just come up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the the convenience Mm -hmm. and the it's like a gift and a curse in a sense it's like Mm -hmm. I had, I grew up with encyclopedias. Like, yeah. like when, if I needed to look a word up, I had to go to a, a dictionary. dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And it's like, now I can just pull up, we can just pull out our phones and we can, yeah. I can have an Instacart order delivered at my front door mm-hmm. in a matter mm-hmm. of an hour mm-hmm. or two. Mm-hmm. I can do a research paper in, you know, in no time. Mm-hmm. Well, that can be yeah. as well, yeah. And it's so wild because it's also like it even changes how you have discussions because mm. you could have a disagreement and, you know, when I was growing up, it was like essentially the parents had the last words because they were the parents. And yeah. even though I was 99.9% sure I was right. It didn't matter. I it didn't matter and I couldn't prove it there and then whereas now it's like let me let's look it up on Google (laughs) you know and it's almost like oh I can look it up on Google prove you wrong huh here it is Mm -hmm. here's the evidence um 
so yeah it's just and then like getting that look from your parents like you're really going to like disrespect me like that (laughs) (laughs) because no matter how much we grow and we Mm -hmm. can evolve and Mm -hmm. we can change it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier for us to navigate change than it is for our parents a hundred percent because I feel like where we are they were never there they never had uh, the opportunities that we have today. They never had the type of support that we have today. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have not had a chance to experience that. So there are some things that I, I always say our parents did the best that they could with what they had at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. And yeah. 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 Parents. 100%. And, you know, I don't hold it against my parents. at all um but I recognize that this is this is going to be something that I need to navigate Mm -hmm. if I want to be respectful to their point of views and Mm -hmm. if I if I care so those are still my choices though yes right there the difference between us and then them because Mm -hmm. I don't I don't feel like, at the end of the day, I think we all had choices, right? Oh, yes. Our Mm -hmm. choices now um, Mm -hmm. with who we we are and how we can show up Mm -hmm. in the world, Mm -hmm. we have a lot more Mm -hmm. flexibility Mm -hmm. with what we choose Mm -hmm. and what Mm -hmm. we we value ourselves, Mm -hmm. we value our community, Mm -hmm. our parents, Mm -hmm. our, our, Mm -hmm. you know, our community, Mm -hmm. Uh, but... I think back then they didn't have that opportunity to really have a choice in that sense. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, some people could argue that, well, they've always had a choice. Yeah. If you, if you're a human being, you've always had the choice. Absolutely. I think the big difference is, is that as time has gone on, we've become as a society, especially here in the U S we've become more vocal about, reminding ourselves that no we have choices Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when you choose to think about like navigating like and honoring the the culture your parents are from that you're from while also embracing the culture you grew up in, that's a choice you're making mm-hmm. because you don't have to do either. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, and so that's what makes it tricky is because we're choosing these things, whether we realize we're intentionally choosing them. Mm-hmm. And then now we need to figure out how we can navigate it while still honoring ourselves because when we don't honor ourselves, that's when you start feeling burnt out. Yeah. That's when you start feeling stressed. That's when you start feeling overwhelmed. That's when your mental and emotional well-being starts getting impacted is when you start ignoring what you truly want. Yeah. Yes. You know, and that's not... Like, it really is 
the core of it because we're human. Mm-hmm. Our brains are designed to think of us, yeah. like us as an individual first and foremost because our brain is designed to keep us alive. Mm-hmm. So when you're not honouring your own wants and needs beyond the basics, yeah, that is actually impacting your survival mm-hmm. and it manifests in the stress, the overwhelm, the burnout, um, and your mental health suffering. Absolutely. I always, always, always say, um, you have to, for you to show up for other people, you have to do your work for you first. Mm -hmm. Hey, 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 did you know I wrote a book? It's called The Value Method, Five Steps to Unlocking Your Greatest Potential. And in it, I share just that. Five wildly easy, actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily. I've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter. You're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. You have mm-hmm. it's so it's so important and so necessary. Um, and I believe we're in a space now where that is more, we can spend more time with that, with that self-love, with that Mm -hmm. self-care and really, really Mm -hmm. take the time to learn us, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's so, so important because it's very difficult, almost, I won't say impossible because, you know, there's nothing that's impossible, right. Mm -hmm. But it's really, really difficult for you to show up. Um, as your best self mm-hmm. for other people, if you can't mm-hmm. do that for yourself. And that's a journey. That's a journey mm-hmm. within itself. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. That you're getting better 100%. every single day. And, and mm-hmm. every day is not going to be the same. It's not mm-hmm. going to look the same, but knowing that we're on, on that constant journey of what does better look like? What does mm-hmm. uh, growth look like? And, and mm-hmm. how can I step into it so I can that then turn around and, and help others. And I'll take that right into what you do today and how you show up to serve women of color. I'm I'm just mm-hmm. so in awe, not even just thank you for for doing what you do. <laughs> so I know it's so challenging and it has its difficulties. Uh, can you speak about some of them? Yeah, so one of the biggest things that I've come across working with clients is really this whole notion of like, I guess it comes down to there's this whole notion of dimming your light. Like mm. um, one that stands out to me the most is like, I had a client, um, Southeast Asian, she's Indian. Um, and she just started her career. She's in her first kind of role and, you know, um, about 18 months into it, her direct boss left, Mm. um, which then meant that she had to take on the extra work. And she had been working about three months, like 60, 70 hours a week just with this extra load. And it was At first she was like, I'm going to take this on because it's like, you know, it's the right thing to do. I Mm -hmm. I, I can show off my skills. Like, you know, 
all the great intentions that that we all rush to have um but after three months it was like i i'm seriously getting burnt out and the lack of recognition was starting to eat at her Mm -hmm. and so when we started even discussing well what does recognition what type of recognition would would make you feel better she was like well you know obviously more money but she's like but I don't want to talk about money because I don't want the confrontation and it was like looking at it from a different point of view it was like but what confrontation how is talking about money a confrontation Mm -hmm. when you're actually have the data to back you up that you've been taking on extra duties yeah so it was a really fascinating conversation where it was like okay if you aren't comfortable talking about money directly like going in and going I want to raise how about you talk about you know hey is there any way I could get extra days off that I can use at any point in time? Um, or is there a way we can structure in a bonus mm-hmm. um, for this period of time that I'm taking on this extra load? Yeah. You know? And it was so amazing that, like, her demeanor immediately switched and was like, yeah, I could have those conversations. Yeah. You know? Um And then fast forward, um, she ends up having that conversation. Sure. And and she didn't even ask for more money. She was just like, you know, is there some sort of like bonus package we could put together? And they offered her a raise. Like a straight up base salary raise. Good for her. You know? Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, so it was an amazing outcome, but I think at the end of it, she realized that it wasn't a converse, confrontation. It was just a conversation yes. that she still had choices after the converse, conversation because mm-hmm. at first she was like, well, they, they're not getting back to me. Like it, it's been a week and I haven't heard anything. And I'm like, okay, so now you have some decisions to make, mm-hmm. you know, how do you want to feel about this? Like, are you okay with that? Do you want to continue working for a company that has that type of response or lack of response, yeah. you know? Um, Cause you know, it's not over. You mm-hmm. still have more choices. Yeah. There's options. Yeah. So it was just very eye opening for her to be like, okay, nothing's gone to the crapper. Like nothing's, nothing's on fire. Like they didn't strike me down, (laughs) Yes, you know, for, for daring to talk about money. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it ended up being a great result for her. Yeah. But I think her biggest takeaway from it was that she just became because she now had a different point of view of nothing bad happened. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even when she asked and she didn't hear anything, nothing bad happened. Yeah. 
Yeah. It wasn't like they took money away from her. Mm-hmm. So knowing that really helped her realize that, oh, it's not a confrontation. It's, it's yeah. not something going to bleed for <laughs> yeah it's not the end of the yeah. world like it's yeah. not detrimental mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. and then sometimes we get into situations like this when we feel like it is mm-hmm. um and that, mm-hmm. I think that may go back mm-hmm. into like something that happened as a child and yes. and something that we're carrying with us and yes you know whatever yes. whatever that looks like to mm-hmm. you specifically Mm-hmm. And then now you have to figure out how to navigate that. So, mm-hmm. so you can then show up even, you know, mm-hmm. even better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, like going back to your original question of how it turns up in like the work I do is it's this whole dichotomy that behind all of that, she had other thoughts that were interfering with her ability to take action because those other thoughts were like, you're a girl, you shouldn't be worried about money, you know, um, yeah. just do the work. Your hard work will be recognized. And, and that's a very, I mean, from my perspective, that's a very immigrant mantra to have, you know, yeah. your hard work will be rewarded. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I grew up with it, you know, and while I do believe hard work is necessary, I also know that it's not a given that it will be rewarded. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's and the nine, cap. And nine times out of 10, they'll expect a little more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and it's this whole notion of like, you know, why should she be afraid to just ask like, she was afraid to ask for it, you know, mm-hmm. because of the shame and the guilt that could possibly, and the embarrassment of just asking for more money, yeah. you know, okay. because again, the way she grew up, which reflects similarly to the way I grew up was don't talk about money. Uh-huh, that conditioning. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, but knowing that other people have no problems talking about money really makes you take that step back and be like, okay, well, if, if they can't, if, if they don't have problems asking for something so transactional, that's so obvious. Yeah. Why like, maybe I can be like that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what can, and how can I, you know, take on that, that mm-hmm. the courage mm-hmm. you know and at the end of the day I think there is a level of of, of vulnerability that you have mm-hmm. to you know have as mm-hmm. well and mm-hmm. I know growing up that's not something we ever really discussed we ever really mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. um and if we did it wasn't vulnerability vulnerability wasn't something that shed a good light on anything mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. there was you know, a lot of negative conversation mm-hmm. and uh, just stay away from mm-hmm. vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now mm-hmm. we're in a space where we understand vulnerability, vulnerability a little more. And now mm-hmm. we know that we need to actually lean into it mm-hmm. and, and, and really, really 
focus and get clear on what it is that we're asking for. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we have to, if we're, if we're at a spot where we're scared to ask about something or, or there's some fear up there, we need to recognize that. And then we need to go, go back there. Where does that come from? And we mm-hmm. have to navigate that. Like maybe we did not plant the seed, but we have to, it is our responsibility to, to remove that seed and, and mm-hmm. plant, it, mm-hmm. plant a good seed there. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about that is that it's your choice. So you can choose to carry yeah. on with the seed that you have. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose to take that path and plant that different seed, that good yeah. seed that you were mentioning. You know, the choice is still yours. 110%. And that, and at the end of the day, I want everybody to understand that the choice mm-hmm. is yours. I encourage you and we encourage you mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to do the work. Um, but, and, and even if it's baby steps, do the work and mm-hmm. baby steps, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen overnight. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. We're conditioned yeah. to think that it is, but it's mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but if you're not ready, if you're not prepared, that's mm-hmm. that's absolutely fine. Just mm-hmm. you know, when you'll get to a point where you're gonna be ready, mm-hmm. and and then you'll take that step, and then yeah, you'll take that step. yeah, a hundred percent. And 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 that's the thing, right? Any step is progress. Mm-hmm. You know, even steps that take you two steps behind is is still progress because you're you're moving mm-hmm. you know um and if you're if you're scared of feeling vulnerable of taking that that leap you've got a lot of doubt you know what what do you need to be thinking and saying to yourself to get you just a little less doubtful yeah you know cuz like you said it's so true. Nothing happens overnight. You can't jump from having doubt one, you know, one minute and then be full of confidence the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes know? time. It takes time and you're going to have to do the work to even get to that next step of feeling less doubtful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. How can we find you on social media and how can we support you? Yeah, absolutely. So I am mostly on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, so you can find me there and just look me up, connect, send me a DM, say hi. Um, but then you can also find me on Instagram at demelza.lawless. So that's D-E-M-E-L. Z-A dot lawless, L-A-W-L-E-S-S. And um, right now, a couple of different ways um, you can work with me is I I am actually, um, I do have a program right now um, where it's, uh, it's a toolkit to stop dreading Mondays. So mm. essentially it's just a five, it, it's a mini course over five days and you just get five emails um, over the course of five days and they're jam packed with a lot of actionable steps you can take um, 
to thrive at your workplace no matter the situation so like I think the first the first email is about like dealing with difficult people Mm -hmm. you know if you're dreading heading to work on a Monday because you know you're gonna have to deal with toxic people toxic co-workers or challenging co-workers um you know we've got you covered there um same with like you know um no support at work I also go over talking about money at work um and a couple of other things that typically get in the way of um people loving their Mondays (laughs) (laughs) I love it there's like such a stigma around Mondays and Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you have this uh this program because Mm -hmm. you know who told us to hate Mondays I know it's so funny someone someone actually told me well I kind of hate Sundays too because they're already thinking about Monday (laughs) on a Sunday like yeah let's not do that yeah no you need your full Sunday like not to think about Monday and now we're going to show you how yeah to you know navigate Monday so that you're not dreading it yeah and you can Sign up for that um, on my website at www.demelzalawless.com. Love it, love it, love it, Demelza. Thank you so much for spending some time, sharing some insight, and really, really talking and and letting us get to know you a little better, a little more. I really do, you know, appreciate it. And I find your story so fascinating, you know. And again, I want to give you your flowers for making the change and making that pivot not once but twice (laughs) yes 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 yeah no I appreciate it thank you so much for having me on I've really enjoyed this conversation absolutely I have one more question for you before we get out of here yeah absolutely perfect perfect what does resilience mean to you oh the first thing that comes to my mind is never giving up Mm-hmm. It's just about trying something. And if it doesn't work, getting curious about why it didn't work. You know, taking that failure as a win because now you're one failure down. So it means you're one step closer to being successful. Absolutely. I love that. Getting curious. Mm-hmm. And curious gives you an opportunity and it gives your brain the opportunity to give yourself some grace. Yeah. You know? Um, so instead of beating yourself up, stay curious. Absolutely. That's resilience and action. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you so much for some, spending some time with us today. No, thanks again for having me. It was a good one. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience and action will always lead to a greater human experience.